Out here in the wild, wild west of, uh, here, let me check my notes, Yucatan, Mexico. Well, that's not very west. Well, out here in the wild, wild uh, east, you won't get too far without your trusty saddle, as well as your trusty skirt of poisonous barbs. The Saddleback Caterpillar is never without these two trusty tools as it slinks along its favorite leaves. Because it's so well equipped, it doesn't need to hide or blend into the background like all those lily-livered, yellow-bellied, coward caterpillars, some of which actually have yellow bellies. But telling others just how deadly you are is a great way to survive here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Jeff. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And by the way, check it out. There's pictures of us on there now. I mean, I think there were pictures on, of us on there before, but now they look fancy and also dare I say it, a little bit schmancy. So oh my gosh. go and check it out. Um, and a very special thank you to our patrons. For, to Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, Richard Kaspar, Lottie, Aubrey, and Gray Hughes. Thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. Uh, we should probably start t- telling people like how to get to our Patreon. Uh, what is our Patreon page? LE Taxonomy. Yeah patreon.com slash LD taxonomy if you don't want to give us any dollars just give us your presents you can join for free give us your christmas presents all of them now give us your nintendo switches oh man Um, are those people's christmas presents that's like a six-year-old system (laughs) i still people i still think people are getting them but Today, we're talking about a tiny little steed, but more on that later. You hear that? She called me a steed. We watch, <laughs> <laughs> we watch uh, the, our, our, our New Year's tradition is to watch Shrek, the first Shrek, um, every every uh, New Year's Eve. And so uh, it's, it's fresh on my mind, um, although we did not finish it because I am no longer capable of staying up very late. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, we are. Uh, what are what? We're not talking about an actual steed. What are we talking about? We're talking about the saddleback caterpillar. That's right, and we're also going to call it here the the hokey pokey and blazing saddles. I had it. I had <laughs> that one. But yeah, this one was uh, actually uh, Bibby sent this one to me. My wife. Um, she's she sent a, it to you. Yeah, she sent. She sent. You got she, on the email. She sent me a letter, and I opened it, and it was just full of <laughs> saddleback caterpillars. So, was, um, I, I, we had to, ha- we had to have a conversation about that because I felt a little threatened. But, um, if we're good. Also, now, a lot of work after, on her end after therapy in, in suggesting that animal. <laughs> she, yeah, whatever animal she suggests, she sends it in an envelope. So, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> It's exclusively the, insects. The hyena episode was just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, she she occasionally just uh, browses through interesting animals and will send them to me. Um, and more recently, whenever like we've been watching a lot of Zabumafu, which just fills me with pride to watch my kids watching Zabumafu. Um, and uh, uh, and so like I'll just be upstairs and I'll just be getting like Wikipedia articles on these animals that she's seeing on the show and it's like, Oh yeah, we've already done the bear cat, but whatever. <laughs> um, I've gotten somebody like emailed about for us to do the bear cat. And then I sent the, uh, the bear cat is one that people keep like coming across and sending to us. And we've already done it. Well, it sounds like a mythological animal, like the man bear pig or whatever that is. Um, but, and then you're, you find out that it's real and also that it smells like popcorn and you're like, the, uh, these guys need to know about this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's just, it's so fun watching Zubumafu with the kids because uh, they are, they are critter lovers. And who wouldn't be? Would you like to know what science calls this? Sure. It's in the kingdom, you know, love and live within the kingdom animalia. It's in the phylum Arthropoda. The class is Insecta. We're talking bugs, but not true bugs. Uh, the family is Limacodidae. What did you say? The order? Codidae. Oh, Lepidoptera. Lepidoptera. Mm-hmm. And the family is Limacodidae or Limacodidae. If we're thinking beans, I am. Uh, now. There is a L-I-M-A town in New York state. And the denizens of that town call it Lima. Mm. And it's spelled like Lima. Yeah, like in Peru. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a section of, there's a, a peninsula in Jacksonville that's spelled um, O-R-T-E-G-A, which... Because of the singer, I would say Ortega, like mm-hmm. Fernando Ortega. But nope, it's Ortega. Everybody calls it <laughs> Ortega. I go to Ortega Presbyterian Church, and it took me a long time to not call it Ortega. But yeah. Well, it's in the genus Acaria. It's in the species Stimuliae. Stimuli? Stimuliae? Ar- yep. Arcaria, Acaria stimuliae. A- that one made me go to sleep. Acaria stimula stimulia. <laughs> That's Acharia? The computer lady is saying Acharia. No. That's gotta be like yeah, A A C H that's A C H A, that's Aka. Um Stimulia. Interesting. Um, that's that. Do you have any uh, quizzes for us to do? I do. As soon as I turn off my air conditioner. Um, it's time for my favorite part of the show since we're in the business of naming things and business is good. Critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal or what is the term of entry or what is the collective noun? We're talking caterpillars, or as I used to call them, 
calipitters, and I actively have to not say calipitters every single time I say <laughs> caterpillars. Um, even though we read the Hungry Hunger Caterpillar every other night, I it it is it is an uh, uh, active effort on my part to say it correctly because of how long I said it incorrectly. But yes, we are talking about caterpillars. If you saw a group of caterpillars. Um, would you call it A, an abscess of caterpillars, B, a break of caterpillars, C, a coil of caterpillars, or D, a dance of caterpillars? I like dance. Break and coil seems right. Dance seems like a term of energy. Break also, I like that one. The first one, uh, a posture, what was the A one? Abscess? An abscess, yes. Yeah, that's not right. I'm going to go with a dance of caterpillars, final answer. That is incorrect. The answer is coil. It's a coil of caterpillars. Ah, that one seems the most, like, appropriate. So you so you, you wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. The more appropriate <laughs> it is, the less likely it is to be the, the actual term of Henry. But yes, a coil of caterpillars. I'll, I'll allow it. I'd call it a munch. Like, instead Slimey of a bunch of caterpillars, I'd call it a munch of ca- caterpillars. Because they that's all they do. They spend their whole time eating. They ate, Like, on Saturday, he ate through one chocolate cake, one piece of salami, one pickle, one piece of cheese, and some other things that I can't remember right now. He ate a cake? Yeah. Have you, have you not read The Hungry Hunger Caterpillar? Recently? I thought the hungry, hungry caterpillar <laughs> ate things that caterpillars ate. Well, he starts off by eating a through. He eats one hole through a bunch of different fruits, and then on uh, every day of the week, and then on Saturday he eats a bunch of junk food, and then he has a stomach ache, and then the next day on Sunday he eats a leaf, and that makes him feel much better, and then he turns into a butterfly. <laughs> that's that's oh, the God. whole story. They're go- they're gonna make well, it into it a movie. Out. <laughs> it's it's gonna start. Uh, I don't have a joke for that. Okay, would you like to know what it looks like? Uh, sure. During the we're talking about the caterpillar, which means it starts out as an egg, then it goes, then it hatches into a caterpillar, then it's a a moth, but. During the caterpillar part, it goes through instars, the middle and late instars, also which I like to call slug time. The caterpillar mm. exhibits a its distinctive lime green colors on the up, upper part of its body, which include a dark marking at the center enclosed in a white and black pattern that looks a little bit like a tiny saddle. It's very fun. It looks sort of like somebody threw a tiny green blanket over its back and placed a small reddish brown saddle on it. Like the when it gets, uh, we live. Um, our neighborhood is right next to um, a small horse farm, and uh, when it, it's been getting cold, and whenever we go on our walks, we can usually see the horses uh, draped in their blankets, and it looks like this. <laughs> uh, well, the green color. Uh, really stands out against the brown front half and butt half of this of this guy. So it really is striking. Um, the skirt 
of the body. And I say that because like the bottom of it, it like it's a, it's a slug shape almost. And the bottom is like, has a little skirt of tubercles with hollow spines. Uh, once the caterpillar goes through metamorphosis, it throws off its little saddle and becomes a light brown and cream colored moth. You don't need a saddle once you've taken to the skies. You just become a boring, normal-looking moth. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about what it, what it, what its size is like. Um, welcome to the Blood Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms to requisites fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in an audio of yourselves singing. Saying, singing, or whinnying the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. I assume this caterpillar with a saddle makes tiny horse noises. That would um, be cute. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, but that means we get to hear from a caterpillar, and Carlos can guess who it is. Absalom. Who's Absalom? Oh, he's Besides da- the Bible. He's David's son. Uh, no, he's... Uh, He's the the caterpillar from the Absalom, the caterpillar from, um, uh, what is it? Through the Looking Glass, um, or Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Um, or I guess the since you weren't Heimlich? aware of that, I guess the answer is Heimlich. Yes, from from Bugs Life. Let's find out. Without further ado, the listeners' favorite part of the show. Ah, it is Absalom. Uh, in no world did I think this guy's name was Absalom. I don't know. I think I, 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 there was one time not too long ago I was trying to remember what the, the name was. And then I found once I learned it, it kind of like galvanized my head. So now I'll always know. I think in the movie, he's just the caterpillar. I, th- I in the book he's Absalom and definitely in the looking glass and through the looking glass um, and he's played by Alan Rickman in the in the newer version with the Johnny Depp version interesting and it's not worth looking up but I am yeah just he's billed as Caterpillar in the uh, in the 1951 cartoon it is an interesting name, and like, it stands out. So, it do, but yeah, that is, uh, I guess, Absalom from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, let's talk length: one point five to two millimeters, or zero point zero six to zero point zero eight inches. So how many saddleback caterpillars go into the length of the Mongol Derby? I think we might have talked about the Mongol Derby before. What is the what is the length again? What was the max? Zero point zero eight inches or zero two millimeters. Two millimeters, goodness. Okay. Uh, here's a hint: the Derby features around forty or so contestants from multiple countries riding horses through the Mongolian steppe. It is considered the longest horse race in the world. The race is intended to pay homage 
to the horse messaging system that was developed by Genghis Khan in 1224. It's a little bit more intense than the Pony Express. How many how many does it take to deliver a message? A guy and a horse. Mm, a guy two. and his horse, yes. Two. Um I, I mean I was just thinking about that quote the other day too. Crazy. So is this the Hidalgo? Is this what happens in Hidalgo? I don't know. In Hidalgo it's in the desert and he's mostly Mongolia is mostly a desert. That's true, but it's like mostly... um, Sandy desert. I think it's in the... I don't know. I feel like it's in the Sahara, but I I can't remember. Me neither. He played a harmonica. That's really all I remember. Um, Goodness. Longest horse race in the world. Did you say how long it took? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, Arabia. I feel like I always gravitate towards just 2,000 miles as like a long distance that for something to travel. So I'm going to go with 2,000 miles. Just because it's like the distance between Fort Lauderdale and like Baltimore or something like that. It's just like it's the eastern seaboard. 2,000 miles, we'll call it that. Um, And then I can just kind of take that concept and just place it all around the world (laughs) as a length. Um, All right, so 2,000 miles. 1.5 billion saddleback caterpillars. Are you sure that it's 2 millimeters and not 20 Caterpillar larvae vary in size and are capable of being between 1.2 and 2 millimeters. That is so small. Like, you would need a magnifying glass to see what's going on. It's just a little guy. Interesting. Um, All right, yeah, then my answer is 1.5 billion. Saddleback caterpillars go, caterpillars, almost said it again, um, go into the length of this, uh, the world's longest horse race, the Mongolian Derby. Mongol Derby. Yes. Correct answer is 491 million. That is a short horse race. It's a race race for short horses. Kilometers or 620 miles long. I think the like a the race you're talking about would be maybe they don't want to stand around, stand around for weeks and weeks. They're just like, let's get this race over with. But isn't the Iditarod a thousand miles? Dogs run farther than these horses, and it's the longest one ever. It does seem short. I feel like it's something you and I could easily whip up a horse race that's longer than that. We could. We could say, hey, ride this horse from yep. Florida to Baltimore. 
and then people would say no. <laughs> hey, all 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 we need is for you to have a horse and for me to have a horse, and we race them from Florida to Baltimore, and we have and, and we then, can get into the Guinness World Book of Records. That's true. Uh, the horses would need to take breaks. No, horses can go forever. I've seen the movies. <laughs> Uh, also, we need to take breaks. We would get re- we'll talk about saddleback. <laughs> I think we'd have some chapped chapped thighs. <laughs> I believe, um, especially given the fact that uh, we don't really ride horses. <laughs> That's true. We'd go from almost nothing to all of it. Um, <laughs> but also, so I'm seeing though. So what I usually do for these measure ups. Peek behind the curtain. Is I um I will put down the the length um so that I don't have to constantly ask you uh what it is I unless you and I only ask if you give me a different one than what I found the the last instar for the larva is twenty millimeters long the first instar is two millimeters long. Hmm. So I was going by the last one, and that's the one where it's like it has the distinctive saddle and all that stuff. Or it's well-defined. Yeah, I mean, the egg is about two millimeters, so it's like freshly hatched, I guess. Yeah, so I was going by all the pictures where like people have them on their, well, near their hands. Okay, the middle one is like five to eight millimeters. Gotcha. Yeah, like two millimeters is like, a sugar ant. <laughs> uh, let's talk with. They're between. No, well, let's just call them one millimeter. Okay. When we're, if we're talking about the width of this guy, or zero point four, zero point zero four inches. How many saddleback caterpillars go into the diameter of a Clydesdale horse hoof print? Huh. And here's a hint. Did you know that Clydesdale horses are not the largest horse breed in the world? They are among the largest horse breed, maybe second, but the largest is the Shire horse. And the third is a Belgian draft horse. And I'm sure there are individuals that mix those three up and like an individual uh, Belgian draft horse is probably bigger than an individual Shire horse. But they're the biggest ones. I'm going to say six inches. Fine. Oh, not final answer. All right. So if two millimeters is 0.08, then one millimeter must be 0.04. 150. Final answer? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound right, but yeah. The correct answer is 500. Oh. Really? Uh, They are around 20 inches in diameter. That. Really? I wonder if we're talking thickness here. Of the. Because I saw that the foot was 20, 20 inches. I said, I said hoof print. Maybe we're talking thickness. Because I'm, I mean, 20 20 inches. inches. That's a, a two, f- like I don't even think elephants have feet that are two feet in diameter. I think what we're I don't think it's the hoof print that's twenty in- inches. 
I think it is the f- hoof. Clydesdale horses, also known for large hooves, which measure over 20 inches in diameter. That sounds like the diameter of the hoof, not the hoof print. Yeah, right? I I'm, I mean, there's a picture of one. Oh, I mean. Maybe it's oh, oh, it's an oval shape, so it's just the longest part, portion of the oval. Like from could the, be. the tip of the... I mean, I, I want to call it the toe, but it is the whole hoof is just a toe, so... All right. Well, wow. Horses, am I right? I wonder if it's like the. I mean, I'm seeing pictures and like they're definitely big, but I don't know about 20 inches. They, they don't have 20 inch diameter feet. That'd be nuts. Now you learn something about horses. Got any fast facts before we get to the major fact? I sure do. Let's talk about that. Uh, Saddlebacks are indigenous to North America and are well known for inhabiting tropical regions such as Yucatan, Mexico. But if they really put on their tiny little winter coats, they can also thrive in moderately cooler conditions uh, that they might find in the eastern United States. Adult moths fly during warm months. Uh, You got to be warm to fly. Can't fly cold. Which can be year-round in the south, but uh, they usually like to take to the air between July and August in the United States. So they are polyphagous, which means they eat a variety of things. They're not just like, um, what is it, specialists? Were they like a, like a koala? Yeah, the generalist uh, kind of thing. They eat a wide range of plants. And I was thinking of like, what's the difference between... F- polyphagous and omnivores uh, it means like you can be polyphagous and just eat plants but you don't eat one particular plant no oh, i see omnivores uh, eat everything but, right including <clears throat> meat and bugs and eggs and plants and fruit and flowers but they seem to gravitate towards palm trees which is, uh, you don't hear that a lot. This animal's favorite food is palm trees. Uh, everybody's got to have something, right? Palm That's trees true. have to have a vice, and it's this caterpillar. Yeah. As a caterpillar, they go through three instars and a series of molts before making their pupas. Pupas are light brown and bl- with black veins and it's surrounded by silk web- webbing. If you were playing a shooter and you saw this on the wall, you would certainly shoot it to make sure that whatever was in it did not hatch and then come and like try to attack you. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, but Light if you shoot it, the, the 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 mother spider will definitely be upset and attack you. So yeah. Uh, the silk that's the silk webbing that is surrounding it is a way to attach the pupa to whatever leaf it's on, but it also protects the pupa from predators. We'll probably may talk more about that later. Adult moths are brown and fuzzy. They are a satisfyingly fuzzy uh, moth, as you like to see. They only live around ten days, in which they must mate to start the next generation. Uh, but that's all I got. Is there any big facts before we get in, before we get into the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm calling this major fact. I want my saddle back, saddle back, saddle back. <clears throat> That's their nostalgia. They're uh, a moth flying around with no saddle. Yeah, they, it's like, like I wish I, I I miss those saddle days. It's like, <laughs> do you remember when I could defend myself? Um. So it's no surprise that caterpillars are prime pickings for any animal really that has bugs on the menu. I realize I uh, now that I'm my son is asks what everything eats. I mean, not just animals, but he asks what like airplanes eat. He asks what lakes eat. Um, what like water bottles eat? It's you got to get creative, but he does ask what a lot of animals eat, and it's like the the answer is usually grass, meat, or bugs. Um, and so I mean, lots of things eat bugs. I mean, lizards, snakes, birds, frogs, toads, larger bugs, spiders, people. We all eat bugs. They're kind of the they're they're the plankton of the they're the zooplankton of the of the uh, the the dry world um uh they, they're at the bottom of the food chain they are in a meaty slow defenseless grubbing like a caterpillar is just a tasty appetizer but what if a caterpillar decided to fix one of those weaknesses no they're not going to be fast can you imagine a fast caterpillar though like a <laughs> like one that would just like rush you it's like uh so I like I don't think you could do anything, but like, yeah, get away. Um, just a tiny Roomba flying across a leaf at you, <laughs> just crawling, just really fast. Um, but so what? The problem is that, it, that a lot of caterpillars are defenseless. But what if it wasn't so defenseless? Most caterpillars, their only defense mechanism is camouflage. They are green, like the leaves that they hang out on so the predators can't spot them from distance um but saddleback caterpillars yes they're green but they it's not to be camouflaged they take a different approach um they they sport those uh first of all they they sport eye spots on their rumps which uh confuses and disorients predators the predators see them crawling in one direction but seemingly looking in another direction and it at least gives them pause pause long enough to register that these bright colors are there for a reason and so the second thing is that these colors they're vibrant they're attention drawing they are a personal challenge it says eat me and see what happens bub it's it, it gets a little vulgar after that. So that's where I'm going to end the message, the caterpillar <laughs> message. Um, the, this is called uh, a, a post a, a postmatism, a postmatism, I, I guess you could call it, um, which is a warning coloration. It, it's a lot of uh, like a poison dart frog um, or a monarch butterfly. The, it shows predators that you don't want to mess with them. Uh, which I always I always found interesting. We talked about this when we went over the uh, the poison dart frog or the golden um, dart frog, which is that like if an animal learns that you are poisonous, you are dead. 
most likely. Uh, the animal probably the animal's dead too. So not only does the animal not pass on this information to other animals, but you are also dead. So this it, it doesn't s seem like um, a good strategy unless predators have kind of adapted to avoid um, brightly colored uh, food source potential food sources uh, because because of that but it just seems like a trial by error where the error always leads to death um doesn't allow for the rest of the species to learn anything um but i it'd be interesting to this isn't to delve into the uh into that behavior but that's that would be interesting to look into um but the the reason why you don't want to mess with the saddleback caterpillar um they're not they're not just they're not bluffing uh they have these bright orange hollow rigid tubes that act as spines that line the skirt of the caterpillar or the flanks um and if they are threatened they'll ball up so that anything attack that attacks them has to get through the sharp spines before it gets to them um and the spines are not only sharp but they are also filled with a toxin uh, that's secreted by a, a venom gland that uh, is injected into whatever managed to s manages to snap one of the spines. So it's the it's just like a vial, and if and these these spines are easily broken, um, and they're very lightweight. So uh, if you if you interact with this the the caterpillar at all, you'll most likely uh, break one of the spines, which will inject the venom. Um, if a human is stung, they usually experience, uh, hives, headaches, uh, difficulty breathing, gastrointestinal symptoms, asthma complications. Uh, they can go into anaphylactic shock. There can be hemorrhaging. It's, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not fun. This can last for days, uh, depending on the amount of, uh, um, venom you got so like if you just barely touch it maybe this will last for a few hours but if you were to like crush one in your hands your bare hands like you're gonna have you're gonna have a rough weekend <clears throat> um this is usually be uh victims are usually gardeners because saddlebacks like nice flowers and so do gardeners uh the spines can also fly through the air uh, when they break and they can become embedded in your skin. Uh, so you need to get those uh, spines removed. Otherwise, it's going to be worse. The The symptoms will be worse and they will take, they will stick around for longer. So sometimes people will just take a piece of tape and like try to, try to like, like if you were picking up lint or something like that, try to, to stick it onto their finger and pull it up. Um, but man, it's pretty bad. I would, I would get, ra I'd rather be bitten by most spiders, not at the same time, but like, mo <laughs> <laughs> um, then, then get, then get stung by one of these. Like it seems, it seems worse than m most stinging insects. Hemorrhaging that doesn't sound fun. Gastrointestinal, yeah. like, uh, you know, a yellow jacket seems like a walk in the park after this i mean you 
if you walk in the park, you might get stung by a yellow jacket. But, but yeah, there's a, that's this that's the saddleback caterpillar. Uh, the moral of the story is if you see a brightly colored caterpillar that clearly does not care whether or not you see it, uh, don't touch it. I'm seeing now that um, there is at least one thing that likes to use that saddle, and that is the uh, the larvae of a brac braconid yes. wasp. It is that is one of the nastiest pictures I've ever seen is on the Wikipedia page for this for this caterpillar. They will oviposit eggs. They will inject eggs. Into the into the caterpillar, which emerges larva that is parasitic to these saddleback caterpillars. Yeah, it's oh, this is it's rough because uh, it's like it's dozens of these larvae that come bursting out of the the uh, uh, caterpillar's body. We recently did a. Like a, this I think it's the cereal beetle that gets the same thing happens to it. Like wasps are just the worst. <laughs> they really are. But yeah, that's Boys. all. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, that was the Saddleback Caterpillar. For you out there in Podcastia, uh, slug along your plant bristle those spines and try your best to look like a horse if you don't want to get eaten like the saddleback caterpillar here in life death and taxonomy Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> if you're either getting eaten or you're you're looking like a horse. Yep. If you're a saddleback caterpillar, you're either look you either look like a horse or you're dead.